Hello. Hello. We're back in business. Two weeks without us. Two weeks. Wow. Very sorry about that. That was kind of on me because I was deathly ill when we were supposed to record. That's fine. I think I rescheduled things too. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, normally we record on Thursdays and two weeks ago on Thursday, we wanted to see Frozen 2. So we did. Um, So we did do that. And And then uh, it was Thanksgiving. And then it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I have no regrets about that. It was a good night. It was a good, it was a good night. So we're back. We're back, yeah. We've got tweets. We've got songs. We've, we've got, got jokes. <laughs> you got games on your phone? Thanks, everyone, for listening, for tuning in. Tuning in. All right, should we... You want to kick it off with the first... Did I exit out of my Twitter app like a dingus? 1,000% I did. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I can... I screenshot my tweets. So That's probably what a smart person okay. would do. Okay, I have two tweets because, as usual, I cannot decide. The first one <laughs> is from my friend Danny... His username is underscore Davershall, kind of how it sounds. Oh, is that, is that Danny? Yeah, I don't know. I think this tweet is really funny. I retweeted <laughs> it. Um, he tweeted saying, it's 2009. You get home from school and slink your Jansport onto the... <laughs> I need to start over. It's 2009. You get home from school and slink your Jansport onto the floor and plop down on the couch. Glee is already playing from on demand and the wheelchair kid is singing, go your own way. You cry into a throw pillow. Only 539 more days of middle school. <laughs> oh my God. I that, think it that just paints really a picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. You probably really related to that on like a spiritual level. Yeah, I just thought it was, yeah, it was very specific and very, it's very funny. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> Are you okay, Danny? <laughs> um, okay. I'll go with my first one. This is kind of lengthy, but. I was blackout last night and posted a video to my story of me following an animal down the street yelling, what are you? I've never seen one like you. And then I woke up this morning, watched it, and the animal was just a black trash bag blowing across the sidewalk. I'm speechless. I just love the image. I saw that one before, and I just love the image of someone, like, drunkenly drunkenly running down the street being like, what are you? (laughs) Yeah, also, why would you ever call out to an animal in the first place? Like, the animal's going to be like, I'm a cat. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I just love it all around. Um, oh, I forgot to say who it was by, and I just oh. deleted the screenshot. Sorry, person. That tweet has, like, 600,000 likes, so if you search any part of it, it'll show you'll up. find it. The uh, second tweet I'm doing is from Olivia underscore Terrace, T-A-R-A-S, and her tweet is, sorry, I had a panic attack in your car. Do you still think I'm hot? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I probably said that to many people. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, that was a good one. We should end on that. But here's my tweet. Uh, it's by Jake Relates. Um, and it's just, we live on a floating rock in a giant space that has no real end. And you want me to memorize vocabulary words? Which I just feel like really relates to me circa, when was that, like seventh grade high that school? you had to do that? High school, I did it in high school. I don't even know. But I mean, never had to do that in college. Although kind of. Just in life. Anyways, yeah. Everything is meaningless, I guess, is the point of that tweet, which is kind of dark. We should end it on yours. Yours was much lighter. Well, I liked that one. <laughs> I'm glad. And then we'll Thanks. get into songs. What are your songs? Or song? Song? Songs? Um, I mean, I can always deliver multiple songs, but my song of the week is Roxanne by Arizona Z- Zerbus. Uh-huh. It's like Roxanne, Roxanne. I really like that song. I need song with the name Roxanne I kind of want to add that to my playlist just based off of your preview. Really? Yeah. Have you never heard it? I don't know if I have. Oh, it's it's a bop. Um, I recommend. My brother's always like, 
uh, that kid is like a friend of a friend. And I'm like, this is Los Angeles, bitch. Everybody's a friend of a friend. <laughs> I am. Um, I thought you were going to say Roxanne, like from Moulin Rouge, which is, you know, originally by someone else who, please don't hate me for not knowing the original artist. <laughs> I've never even seen Moulin Rouge, so I can't hate any part of what you just said. It's good. I am um, uncultured swine. My song, I have two. Classic. <laughs> First one is Moonlight by Ariana Grande, which oh. came out. Wonderful. Years ago, but this week, for whatever reason, I've been playing it I love literally that song. two from work and then from work to Target and then from Target to home. Today, all I played was Moonlight on Repeat. Wow. She's really dedicated to it. I, I realize it's like basically right in my like good, the good part of my range. Oh. Uh, so I've been trying to practice. Yeah. <laughs> perfect that. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's a good song. It's just been fun to sing along to. And then my other song, <laughs> this is just me doing promo. It hasn't even come out yet for us. It'll have come out by the time you guys listen to this. Oh. But um, is Adore You by Harry Styles. Bitch, you haven't even heard it yet? Um, I've heard a clip of it. It comes out in 20 <laughs> minutes. So oh. I'll reconfirm and we'll pause. We'll listen. I'll reconfirm with you guys mid-podcast to let you know if it's I'm, worth it. I love that. I'm really here for that entire situation. It's exciting. Wow. Oh, my God. I love that. Um, um, go listen to those. <laughs> wow. Okay. Moonlight by Ariana Grande, I will say. I mean, obviously, I haven't heard the Harry Styles one yet, but that song gets me. And also, it's, it's so about good. Ricky, right? And yeah. now she's, like, hanging out with Ricky again, and I'm like... When she's on her tour, she has to, right? Yeah, but why is he on her tour? She's a dancer. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she chose to hire a dancer that was her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. You know? I guess, knowing me, like... I think of it in an innocent way just because I am friends with people I've been involved with. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. They're just dancing. I am not. But I was going to say, I understand. She might not be that way. Did I drop lentil on you? (laughs) You dropped rice. I'm just going to put it right on the edge of your plate. I'm eating again. Healthier than, um, or not healthier necessarily. Beans, peas, and Parmesan cheese. More, uh. More of a meal. <laughs> More of a meal, yeah. A, a, that was a snack. This is a meal, if you will. I meal prepped. <laughs> I'm here. I did not, and I really should. I didn't eat dinner, and like I'm so hungry, and I'm just smelling your food, and I'm like... I asked if you wanted it. No, I know. You totally did, but I have food at home that I should cook and eat, or it's going to go bad. If you're listening to this, um, drink water. Yes. Right now. Go get your water bottle and drink water. Stay hydrated. Yes. It's It's like... It's important. <laughs> Clearly, because I haven't had enough water today. My brain's like, hello, is anyone in there? I have like that little pinwheel, the Mac pinwheel running above my head probably 80% of the time. I always think recently. myself with the Sims green diamond over me. I don't know why. <laughs> That's like different. That means you're like alive. I kind of think of Sims as, as like dumbasses. <laughs> that's super fair. They don't know how to do anything no. unless instructed. So I guess that's true. They're like babies. Or dogs. But dogs are smart. Or computer characters. Yeah. (laughs) You could take it at face value if that's what you want to do, Megan. Okay. We need to get on the roll with this podcast. That's our intro. Also, before we get into our topic, send us your 2019 Spotify wrapped or Apple Music wrapped if you're dumb. I will not be sharing mine. Um, But (laughs) people keep making jokes about sharing it. And, like, people not being interested. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. But I want to know. What do you listen to? Tell me. I... Mel's like, I don't care. Just yeah, I don't care. Okay, just send it to me. 
Send it to our, our account and Megan will just look at it. Please. Yeah, I get really annoyed, though, because everybody posted on their Instagram and it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to post mine. Do it. We can fight about it. The, the, I mean, let me get my boxing gloves. Um, <laughs> Come closer to the mic. Sorry, I, I want to lay down. It's like lounging. <laughs> We're working. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, the thing is, I'm like, that's cool. And the, when I see the first couple, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. But then by the time... That's fair, that's 50% fair. 50% of the people I follow on Instagram do it, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, hit me over the head. I really, I just really like, I feel like I discover new people through it. And I also just think it's interesting, like, seeing, like, if ours are similar or totally different. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just, I just told this to Megan off the record, mm-hmm. but I'll say it on here too. I'm always just so deeply disappointed with my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> like, every year I'm like, Melanie, you're better than this. Like, last year, my top song, I was like, oh. What was it? Well, I don't want to, like, put an artist on blast. They're not listening. <laughs> I know, but it, it was Home With You by Madison Beer. That was oh, my top oh. song of 2018. <laughs> and evidently my top song of the decade? <laughs> Which I'm like, how is that possible? Which, big bummer, because I don't even like Madison Beer as a person. So I'm like, sorry, Madison Beer. Uh, but I'm like, oh, fuck. But that song is a bop. It is. She created a bop, but will, should it be the anthem of my decade? No. <laughs> um, I wanted the anthem of my decade to be like Bohemian Rhapsody because I also listened to that mm. a million times. Was it even on the list? No. Yeah. How's that happen? I thought the, sorry, we'll get into our topic soon, but the other thing I thought was funny about Spotify Wrapped was how they show you they show everyone, like, oh, you're genre fluid, and it shows you, like, all the genres that you listen to, but realistically, <laughs> most people listen to kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. evidenced by my <laughs> my genre fluid chart, which was, like, pop, pop rap, Hollywood, didn't know that was a genre. Hollywood? Like, pop rock, and, like, pop alt. It was all pop. It was, I was just like, like yeah. I'm, I'm not genre I have fluid. To, just I... say I listen to pop. Gender, f- genre, <laughs> genre fluid. I think genre maybe that's fluid. what the point was. That's yeah. That's kind of an interesting way to make a pun out of that. But go off Spotify. I think I took a screenshot of that and deleted it. I have to. Oh, no, I we'll find them. We'll find them. Legit. I also, you know how Spotify did the like your music taste changed with the seasons thing. Mm-hmm. Tell me why the views podcast was me in my top too. four for three of them. Me, uh, I think mine was, for the first one, it was Call Her Daddy. Second one was Views. Or maybe it was like Views, Views, Call Her Daddy, and then Views again. It was something like that. That's, oh my God. My- um, also, shout out to everyone who had their decade top artists as the Jonas Brothers. I've seen so many of you <laughs> like That's post about it. phenomenal. Justin Bieber, I found out, was my artist of the year, four years of the decade. Well, I didn't realize I've had Spotify since 2011, which is when I graduated in eighth grade, mm-hmm. but I didn't get premium till 2015 when I graduated high school. So 2011 through 2015, my top artists are like weird as hell because I didn't really listen to anyone. Same. So same. it's like Frank I was gonna Sinatra say. is your top artist. No, so I was like, legitimately, really? 2012, top song, Unfriend You by Grace and Chance. <laughs> Couldn't even, if you were like, sing one line of that song right now to me, I would be like... I can't tell you. Can't. Sorry. Fun fact, uh, Grace and Chance, if you've ever even heard of him, has the exact same birthday as me. Same day, same year. Oh. So maybe maybe I learned that in 2012 and was like, let me give this kid's music a try. (laughs) Don't know why. Um, In 2013, my top song was Guap 
by Big Sean, which <laughs> I stand by 1000%. Top artist was Justin Bieber. Ooh. Oh, man, dude. Um, on another topic, though, since we literally just discussed how people like don't care about Spotify rap. Yeah, good point. Might be. Um, we're talking about hometowns this week. We are talking about hometowns. It's the hometown state of The Bachelor. The we're at that stage. Mm-hmm. With um, each other. With each other and with, and with you. The, the listeners. Yeah. We're taking you home. um yeah this is kind of a great time to do this particular topic because we're right in between like thanksgiving and like you know the winter holiday season i don't want to say christmas because everybody celebrates different things holiday season um so people are going back to their hometowns very often if you know you're not currently in your hometown already uh so we just kind of want to talk about maybe we'll tell you a little bit about our own hometowns to start off um and then kind of what we've learned from them and through them we're going to take you to the best places to go, show you the greatest views, and hopefully you'll <laughs> decide to Palatine, give us a From in Palatine, Illinois. <laughs> Could you imagine I'm on The Bachelor and I'd be like, all right, we're going to go to Palatine, Illinois. you probably go to sh- Chicago. Huh? It would, yeah. Well, I'm not, but that's not where I'm from. Yeah. I'm from Palatine. My, well, I don't, my family doesn't live in Palatine anymore, so I guess I'd have to go to more Chicago. Lincoln Park is where my dad lives now, but. Lincoln Park. That's actually a really cool area. Chicago's beautiful. Palatine's cool too, but it's like. So tell us, tell us about your hometown. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So as I just said four times, I'm from Palatine, Illinois, originally born and raised there until I was 18. Um, it's the northwest suburbs of Chicago. So everybody that's from where I'm from says they're from Chicago. Because if I said I'm from Palatine, Palatine to anybody other than people from Illinois, you'd be like, where? <laughs> that is not a country in like Iraq. Palestine. People are just like, oh, is it Palestine? A country in Iraq. Or not in Iraq. Sorry, Iraq is a country in <laughs> the Middle East. Um, people are just like, oh, Palestine, and I'm like, no, no, not the same place. This is <laughs> Illinois. Um, but it's it's very suburban, uh, and there's like two high schools: Fremd High School, which is where I went, and Palatine High School, which is our rival high school. Um, which has actually produced multiple YouTubers. Actually, so did my high school, I guess. Did I ever tell you that Corinna Cobb from, like, yeah. David Dobrik's, Dobrik's vlogs or whatever is, yeah. went to Fremd? Where'd David go? He went to... He's from Vernon Hills, so I think he went to probably Vernon Hills High School, oh, if okay. that's a thing. That's, like, near where I grew up, but not quite exact. Not exactly the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. My hometown is, like, very exactly what you'd expect like midwestern suburbs it like looks like every suburban movie ever you know um and it's very it's not like a small town though at all like my high school had almost 4,000 kids in it or at least 3,500 so it's not like a small town feel it's it's pretty modern we have a big mall and all those things but it's a cool place I like it there I think it was a great place to grow up I don't know if it's a place I'd ever live again maybe if I wanted to have kids and raise them somewhere nice, I would go there, but I'd probably just go to a different part of Chicago, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Tell me about yours. I am from... Um, I never really know exactly, like, where I should say I'm from. So I was born in Redwood City, and I lived in Redwood City until fifth grade, and then I moved to Woodside, which is literally just, like, a town over. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more identifiable way of saying where I'm from is I'm from Silicon Valley. I'm from the Bay Area in California. Yeah. Um, Woodside and Redwood City are both right next to Palo Alto, like Stanford, Apple. Is Apple there? No, they're in a... I think it's nearby. 
Cupertino. I honestly literally just lied out of my but ass because so- I have no clue. <laughs> I'm like, I think they're nearby. In my head, I'm like, you don't know anything about is, that, Melanie. I, I usually just say, um, like, the Bay or Silicon Valley just because the towns kind of blend together. Like, it's yeah. there's not necessarily, like, defining features about San Carlos or Redwood City or Belmont. San Carlos which is are, where Frida's from. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. which are towns in Silicon Valley and the Bay Area and the, the yeah. peninsula. There's yeah. many names for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all, it's kind of like the same culture, the same, like, everyone knows all the high schools and kind right. of knows the same people, does the same stuff, so... Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say I'm from Silicon Valley, I guess, or the Bay. That's fair. I say um, I'm from Chicago, which is again just yeah. a lie. I guess it's the, it's not a lie anymore. The Bay is not a lie. Yeah, <laughs> mine was a lie. It's not a lie anymore because now my dad lives there. But yeah, but um, the Bay is a very interesting place to grow up. I've talked with a lot of my friends about it, mm-hmm. like in retrospect, um, because I think it's a really it, it, can, it can be a really amazing place to grow up, and I'm really happy I grew up there. I really like San Francisco. I really like, like, the, the downtown Palo Alto scene. Anyone from the Bay? <laughs> yeah, you're going to laugh. I was going to say, uh, anyone from there is going to laugh. Uh, um, I just kind of liked, like, growing up around Stanford, and, mm-hmm. like, there was just a lot of opportunity. Um, really great education, really great, like, I mean, the beach was close, even yeah. if it was cold, like... And then the city was close, and then also, like, Napa and the Redwoods, and, like, there's a lot to see. Tahoe's close and all that. Yeah. Um, so it's great, kind of, because of that, and there's, like, a lot of innovation and progress, but on the flip side, it also has a tendency to be really stressful, like, academics-wise. I didn't know there was an option to not go to college. Like, I genuinely thought, like, everyone in the country went to college, mm-hmm. like, period, just because of the culture in Silicon Valley. Like, yeah. grades are very important. School is very important. Where you go to college is very important. And, like, naturally, just the way Silicon Valley is set up, there's a lot of really privileged, um, like, upper-class people, which is totally fine. Um, but just there's a certain type of culture that comes with that. Yeah, and pressure probably. Yeah, a lot of pressure. And that's the other thing is, like, a lot of people have money and, like... Power. There's Yeah, and power be- because their parents, like, are really successful, probably, mm-hmm. like, work for a tech company or Stanford or something like that. Not everyone by any means. Like, my parents don't. They're great, but yeah, they, they don't work in tech, which mm-hmm. I think probably helps me a little bit. They weren't super... They weren't hard on me at all about grades, really. They were just like, you know, do your best. Yeah. But I've talked to friends who said, you know, it was, like, super stressful. And there was there were a string of, like, suicides. And when we were in high school, like, in all the high schools around us. And it just felt like a lot of people were really, like, depressed and I've stressed actually, a lot of the time. I've actually heard that before about, like, growing up in, like, the Bay Area specifically. I had a yeah. class senior year, second semester. Um, and we were talking about our hometowns and whatever Mm -hmm. and this girl was like I grew up in the Bay Area like kind of in the Silicon Valley Mm -hmm. area and the academic perspective of it was like very very stressful Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting because it's stressful everywhere but there are definitely different like I don't know cultural norms Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't say that I thought not going to college was an option in my high school. Right. Like, I went to one of the top high schools in my state, I think. So, um, m- 
90% of the student body, I'm sure, mm-hmm. went to college of some sort, whether it was like going right to a four-year university or going to community college right. and then transferring in, um, or even if it was some other type of schooling. But it definitely wasn't like, I knew plenty of people that weren't, you know, freaking out about grades all the time. I was because I have a type mm-hmm. A personality, so yeah. I freak out about grades. But I thought that was really interesting, like hearing that it, it pushed people to like bad bad places because I don't know I don't remember seeing that in my high school people were really competitive like I remember senior year like talking about SAT scores all the time and like we all went to AJ tutoring in Palo Alto and like took SAT prep classes and also tutoring for all our classes and like yeah that was like my I remember going to like the head of our upper school for um in high school and like with my friend and freaking out to him and like what if we don't want to go to college and he Mm -hmm. basically he was nice about it of course but he basically was like here's the thing is like there's not been a single person who's graduated from this school who hasn't gone to college, so you're going to college. And we were like, oh, sick. <laughs> wow. So that's, that's a bold statement to make. It, it's true. Is it a smaller school? Yeah, it definitely is a smaller school, but it's been around for, I mean, a long time. So the fact that yeah. everyone ever has gone to college is in- interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. But um, That's super crazy. So I, I don't know. Like, I think... I, I'm... I'm not one to get really down on it. I'm really happy I grew up there. I think I would yeah. raise kids there. Yeah. I think you just have to, like, have the right tools to grow up there. And, some like, a lot of people didn't. And, like, mm-hmm. also a lot of people's parents put a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. I didn't. I just distinctly remember, like, in high school, I didn't try a ton. <laughs> I think I just kind of did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I got, like, A's, B's, like, a C maybe in science. Yeah. Like, thanks, Kim. Um, <laughs> God. But, uh, and I remember being fine with that, maybe not the C, but, like, my parents were fine with it, mm-hmm. but my friends made me feel like I shouldn't be fine with it, and not in a bad way, but they would talk about things and be like, fuck, I got an A- minus on this, like, I need to go in and, like, figure out what I did, like, it was, it was, oh, God. it was crazy. Ugh. I hate that. And I remember getting into college and being like, not everyone is like this. And it weirdly made me want to do better in college because there wasn't that pressure. It was just like my own yeah. self encouraging me. Yeah, I totally get that. So that's how my hometown was. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to do. Really like enriching place to grow up, but definitely stressful in terms of academics a lot and of the your time. Your hometown shapes you so much more than you even realize mm-hmm. in the moment because... It, like the people you're around are people you've probably known since you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have those friends your entire life, but so many people do. Like my brother's, you know, best friends from home, at least two of them are people he's been friends with since he was five. Like yeah. it's crazy that you spend, you know, 10 plus years with those people in your life mm-hmm. and all growing up around one another. And then you enter into like college or, you know, the next phase of life. And you're around people who are different, and it's it's weird. Yeah, it is. It's very refreshing to see, like, how much, how differently mm-hmm. other, like, schools and cities and towns and whatever, like, States, in this whatever. country and world operate. I think, um, also going into this, because you might be listening to this and think, like, I'm not from the Bay, I'm not from Chicago, like, who cares? But these lessons are just lessons we, I think as different as everywhere is, we're also, like, very similar everywhere. And so these mm-hmm. are just lessons we learned growing up, reflecting back on yeah, growing up where we did and um, things, you know, you might be able to take home going into the holiday season. Yeah. Okay, so basically one of the first things I think we want to talk about as far as, like, hometowns go is the sooner you can learn the lesson of how to remove yourself from hometown drama and drama in life, really, realistically, but hometown drama too 
is like a great place to start because it gets so petty and just dumb, especially after you graduate high school. So like you learning that lesson. You shouldn't be having post high school. There's, Stop that. No, no, there shouldn't <laughs> be. But you. I'm saying like the general public. I obviously went to school, you know, halfway across the country from where mm-hmm. I grew up. So I very instantly became extremely removed from all the things happening with people from my high school. Like I never knew any of the drama until I came home and like someone would tell me. And after a semester of college, when I came back and started hearing stuff, I was like, I just don't care. Like none of these people are relevant to my life. And so what that so-and-so broke up or so-and-so did this? Like it just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. And I think that was the first time, because it's really easy in high school to just get caught up in drama in general. That was the first time I started to like make the connection of like, wow, none of this is important. And then was able to start incorporating it into my adult life with like things that were still happening like very much in my vicinity. Like kind of, we were talking about this today. Like it's so (laughs) middle school, high school to like have back and forth drama behind people's backs and like someone saying this and then going and that person's like going and telling it to somebody else. Like I was thinking of the specific, I I hope everyone's had this moment. It's not just me, but like in middle school specifically or elementary Mm -hmm. school even where like a friend comes up to you and is like, so Ashley told me that you said this thing about me and you, and you just, your stomach drops because you're like, fuck, like, why did I say that? Why did Ashley tell her? Like, Mm -hmm. and then it's this thing and it feels awful. Yeah. It feels terrible. And I feel like as an adult person, like not that I'm, you know, the most grown-up person in the world, but at 22, like, I don't have time for that shit. Like, if someone says something to me about their friend or their boyfriend when they're frustrated or whatever in confidence, like, I'm not going to go running my mouth and saying that to a million people. And I don't have time for people in my life that do that, and thank God I don't have people in my life that do that right now or anymore. And not that I really have in, like, the last couple of years, but it's so refreshing. And you don't want to be that person. Like, I got to this point where I was like, I want to be a person where, let me rephrase. I don't want to be the person where someone confides something in me and then walks away from the conversation and is like, I wish I hadn't said that. Because we've yeah. all had that moment with someone where Ooh. you're like, Ooh, I don't yeah. trust them to not tell anyone. I never want to be the person that people feel that way about. That is the worst kind of person you can be. And that starts, I feel like, in high school and in hometowns where like things get spread around and like you hear stuff through the grapevine and it's like, who has the time or the energy? You know, like, I feel like I really learned, started learning that in high school and from my hometown sort of from afar by Mm -hmm. getting to college and being like, this is not my business. Like, it's not my drama. It's not my life. I don't care to spread it. Yeah. And I don't care to be a part of it. And I think that's super valuable. I agree. I feel like one of the reasons I bring this up too is like my... Freshman year of college. Oh my god! I honestly, this just got dug out of my brain. She looks like she's having PTSD. (laughs) My so my ex boyfriend from high school went to like one of the state schools in Illinois, and therefore went to college with a lot of people that I knew, which is super normal and totally fine. But I guess at some point he like hooked up with some girl that we went to high school with. And when I came home for the summer, it was like brought up to me. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Also, why would you say that? I, because this girl was being kind of crazy about it. The girl he hooked up with. Um, Oh, oh, I see. But it was brought up to me and I was like, look, we've been broken up for almost a year. Like care about the kid. 
but like we're not gonna get back together or anything like I don't really care that he hooked up with this girl like I don't want to be involved in this and it turned into this big dramatic thing where people were like Melanie's gonna be here and this girl's gonna be here and, <laughs> and it can't happen and I was like I don't like I don't care but I kept getting dragged into this drama and like people would ask me about it and I had this constant nagging feeling of like I don't want to say anything that's going to be repeated and like misconstrued and like that was when I really started having that moment of pinpointing like okay who can I actually trust and like I don't want to it was like high school drama that was being dragged into like my college years and I was like I don't yeah like I had guy like a guy I was talking to who later like became my boyfriend so I was like I just don't (laughs) I was like I have someone else I'm talking to actually the thing is like I just I didn't want to be a part of it you know and it's weird because that type of drama like so much for me resonates with my hometown like dumb shit like that where you're just like I don't care and honestly like I know it feels really like indulgent to be the person on the other side of the situation and like bring up that drama like I get that being gossipy can feel indulgent in the moment and whatever and like I guess cool but it's such a better feeling and I know a lot of people relate to this too so don't get don't get toxic and take this too far either Mm -hmm. but like it feels so much better to come home or if you are already home you know when other people come home be able to say you have something you have like listen to all these cool new things I'm doing like I met this new person like Mm -hmm. it's it's cool to kind of like show off and be like look at my new life like I'm doing great right because getting caught up in that old stuff just shows that you haven't really moved on from that yeah and you haven't grown from it and like it's much more cool I would say to come home and be like hear about all the cool things I'm doing here yeah than being like than like trying to and the drag good things. up old stuff. Yeah, like I think Yes, the good things. Gossip That's is, what I'm saying, don't get toxic with it. The whole point of this is that gossip is never a positive thing. Like gossiping can be really, really fun and you know, that's why we have channels like E that literally just talk about celebrity news. It's like professional gossiping. And like do <laughs> I watch can it? Absolutely. Yeah. Bad. Like Gossiping is something that everyone does. I hate when people are like, I don't gossip because it's like, shut up. Yes, you do. Everybody gossips from time to time. But like at the end of the day, is it productive? No. Is it often negative? Yes. And it's so much like I feel so much better as a person when like I don't partake in it. When like I could gossip, like I could contribute, but I'm just like, "Eh," and I just don't say anything or what I do contribute is like, yeah, well, like, they're doing their best or whatever it is. Like, I always walk away feeling like, wow, I'm so happy that I refrain from that versus when I do indulge and then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, Yeah, on the flip I side I hadn't said that. Being like, oh, shoot, I wish I hadn't told them that, right? Mm-hmm. On the flip side, but in the same vein, like, it sucks walking away from something, from a conversation being like, why did I say that? Like, why did yeah. I participate in that? Like, I don't even really mean that. And I don't care. And then you feel like a shitty person and, yeah, yeah. and it's... It's not that deep, but you made it that deep. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Like, this is something I grappled with a lot the first few years of college. Like, gossiping just to gossip. And then walking away and being like, I don't know why I said that. Like, I don't care. Like, this means literally nothing to me. Like, I don't want people sitting around and talking about me on this type of a level when they don't care. So, like, I don't want to do it to someone else. And it's not a cute look. Like No, it's not. And in high school, it's and, and in hometowns, it's such a thing because, like... They'll kind of get information about people from your hometown in, like, what's the word I'm looking for? In waves. 
Yeah. Like, you won't hear anything, and then it's like, whoa, like, this just happened the other day. It was like, this girl's pregnant, this girl has a baby. Yeah. What? Like, I didn't know any of this, this girl's engaged. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I don't know any of these people. Like, I didn't care about them when I lived five minutes away from them. Like, good for them. Are they happy? Is she happy that she's pregnant? Great. Is this girl happy that she's engaged? Great. Has nothing to do with me. I don't want to talk about it. If you don't feel great about someone, like, if you don't like someone, just, you don't have to talk about them. Like, yeah, that's totally fine. You don't have to like everyone, but they're not in your life anymore. So, like, move on. Yeah. That's, especially with hometowns, like, letting go of caring about some of those things is so liberating and so yeah. important. And that's a big, that's, like, I think the biggest lesson I've taken away from my hometown in recent years. Um, um, quick side note, not to interrupt, but to interrupt. Back to Spotify wrapped, Kristen, <laughs> Melanie's roommate, just texted me saying that this podcast was her third most listened to this year, which is kind of impressive. <laughs> I'm glad. Wow. We she only did... have, like, five episodes. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't, maybe she doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts, or maybe she just listens to all of ours. But shout out to her. Shout out Kristen, our biggest fan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so random. But, um, yeah, I so think anyways. those are really good lessons and very universal. Yeah. There you go. Gossiping is a thing to be avoided, but I think... an easy place to start if you're like man I have a gossiping problem or just like I kind of want to start phasing that out of my life as much as I can start with your hometown like it's you're a little disconnected from it probably at this point in your life depending on how old you are and it's really easy to just be like I'm not going to partake in that and And, then just don't and realizing because if you are like a senior in high school listening to this or wherever in high school or a freshman in college like realizing it just really doesn't matter it's not that deep it doesn't matter none of this stuff is going to matter in a few months the, one of the biggest lessons I learned in college, I know this isn't, oh, that's not hometowns, but whatever, <laughs> uh, is things that feel especially drama and like gossip related, so important and so relevant in the moment, like even six months later sometimes are like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that was such a big I feel deal. like usually less, right? Like, it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I have really, I can remember maybe one thing from college that like, was a big deal to me in the moment that still now I'm like, no, fuck that person. <laughs> but that's really You can really usually it. tell, though, too. Like, if it's yeah. something big like that. Mm-hmm. But, um... Learning to, like, watch your words is just... Yeah, be conscious s- of what you're saying. Something I still grapple with. But every time I succeed at it, God, it just makes such a difference <laughs> in, in how I feel, truly. Yeah. Because that... that there's really nothing worse than saying something and having that sinking feeling later on thinking about that it. That too is like you're not coming off as a super like cool person if you're just negative all the time and like yeah. and gossipy all the time and all that like people end up not really trusting you and not really mm-hmm. wanting to be around you like you really affect those around you and yourself with like what you're talking about, how you're talking about it, your outlook on things. Like it's yeah. so much um just nicer. I don't know if it's easier necessarily, but it's so much nicer to just, to just like look at things through rose colored glasses, not being ignorant of stuff in the sense yeah. of that phrase, but just like being putting a nice spin on things. Cause there's usually something good to look at. Very true. And especially with drama and things like that, I'm trying to get better at being like, well, either it doesn't matter in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things and if you can't look at it in a positive way because sometimes I struggle with that I'm sometimes I'll just be like well it doesn't matter like yeah. whatever I'm not gonna lose sleep over it like it, this is this is a situation happening to me right now like <laughs> it's just who cares yeah. um not who cares but you know there are sometimes there's things you can't control 
and taking that sort of perspective of like it is what it is is also sometimes so freeing because you're like well you know this was a situation that happened and wasn't ideal but it is what it is we move on we move forward life goes life goes on (laughs) hey (laughs) um so (laughs) hello hey what just happened there i don't know i just my brain you're like doing yoga oh. right now. <laughs> Megan's like literally sitting crisscross applesauce, but also simultaneously lifting one of her <laughs> feet up like towards her chest, kind of. It's like a deep stretch. Feels nice. It's actually. I'm gonna um. do it. It does look. It does feel nice. Um, I'm a little pretzel, but <laughs> I'm a little pretzel. Someone draw me as a pretzel. I'm a little pretzel. So I I won't want to talk about, I guess the lesson I want to talk about that I learned from home that I really only realized in hindsight as, mm-hmm. you know, 2020 hindsight, um, is I think it's almost 2020. Oh God, shut up. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that just shook my whole world. I think, as I said before, like growing up in the Bay Area can be a really great thing if you're, um, given the tools to like handle some of the pressures that come with growing up mm-hmm. there. Um, and I think one of the lessons I learned and that I'm glad that I learned and I've taken with myself is like not getting too comfortable with any situation to the point where I've become complacent. Like Mm -hmm. I never want to live a life where I'm just going to work, you know, like groundhog day, like that situation terrifies me where it's just kind of like, yeah, like I go to work every day. Like I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I cook dinner, I watch TV, I go to bed. Yeah. And then on the weekends, like I'll go out and like, see some friends and then mm-hmm. it, you know just like that sounds very pleasant and all yeah but doing that like for years on end and not really doing anything like outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. isn't something I ever want to get um stuck in I guess and like let me yeah. explain because I'm sure some of you are still listening to that I mean like I don't know that sounds pretty good to me yeah. and if that sounds good to you then that's great well everyone but has different comfort zones exactly so there you go Um, and I think for me, like, it was really uncomfortable for me to transfer, um, and it was really uncomfortable for me to, and still is, like, I'm still adjusting to LA, to move to LA and, like, be on my own truly for the first time, but Mm -hmm. I know in a year or so, and already, like, I'm getting used to my job, like, in a year or so, I'm gonna be very used to this life. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not, because there's a billion things to do in LA, but, you know. For me, I know I'm probably going to be comfortable. And so that's why right now, like, I'm looking to move to, like, I know you hate it, but, like, to New York. <gasps> Don't say it, Megan. Or to I'm London. Mad. I'm mad. Or somewhere else. If you move to London. Um, which cool I know is really extreme. I'm not telling everyone you should move to another country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me, that is what's going to put me outside of my comfort zone. Just enough. Like, not to the point where I'm going to have panic attacks, but just enough to where it keeps me on my toes. And it keeps yeah. me learning. And it keeps me, like, discovering things about the world. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm really restless because of where I grew up, because everyone was always very ambitious. And so the negative side of that is, of course, like, if you let that consume you, if you let that restlessness and that pressure consume you, it's it's going to mess with you, right? Like, yeah. people who let their fear of, like, where they're going to go to college and their grades and all that stuff, like, mm-hmm. eat them up, we're really, like, depressed and stressed all the time. Yeah. But if you look at that in a positive way and, like, I'm going to work really hard, I'm going to get really good grades because I want to go to the school or, like, whatever else, right? Like, that's a really good thing. I think just keeping 
once you accomplish something, finding a new dream and a new goal, right? Yeah. Um, because I think once you achieve, like, one thing, it's very easy to be like, okay, cool, I did that, like... Yeah, no, I... T- I'm here, I arrived. I totally agree with that. I feel like that's... I'm glad you said that because that reminded me of... That's probably the biggest thing my hometown taught me because I didn't want to like when I was going into senior year and mm-hmm. junior year and like starting to look at colleges and apply to colleges I was like I don't want to do what everybody else is doing like I want to I need to like find my own path mm-hmm. and like not just you know go with the crowd on mm-hmm. this and that's why I started applying I didn't apply to a single school I applied to one actually within my state and mm-hmm. I was like I'm never gonna go there there's no mm-hmm. chance um, which I'm also, disclaimer, lucky enough that, like, my I was able to afford to go to an out-of-state mm-hmm. school cause, because I know for some people that's just not a possibility. But, yeah, like, not wanting to be complacent and, like, not wanting to have a life where, not there's anything wrong with this, but for me it wasn't a right fit. Growing up in my hometown and then going to school nearby and marrying someone and living there and having my kids go to the same high school I went mm. to, that is, like, one of my biggest fears. Yeah. And that's just for me personally. I think for some people that is a perfect fit of life. Right. And, again, that goes back to everyone has different comfort zones. But for me, I was like, God forbid that ever happens to me because I will feel like I didn't grow at all. And so that's why I started applying. Most of the schools I applied to were in California. I'd always wanted to live here. And I remember at the time people – multiple people were like you're not gonna go to school in california like flat out to my face and i was like okay watch me like i will or i won't and then thank god i found chapman and love her forever Mm -hmm. um but so i understand as much as i hate new york and i don't want you to move there that's just my example that's just me hating new york as a place and not anything to do with moving i understand the desire to like move somewhere new because I I get really caught up and forget this sometimes because a lot of my best friends from college like moved far away um or moved out of state and I was like the fuck like you're all from here I thought I was gonna have a million friends to like see all the time um but I I had to like take a step back and be like I already did that like I already fulfilled that desire and that need to like move somewhere that's new and different from like what you're used to not that like Orange County and LA and San Francisco aren't all different, but it's it's not the same as moving to like New York or London or wherever, Seattle, if we're using Shoshone as an example. Um, So I had to take a step back and be like, okay, yeah, like you're forgetting that you had that desire also, but like you already kind of did it and just randomly at a different time frame than everybody else. But it's, it's like, it's important to not be complacent. And I think a big part of that is moving somewhere new and trying, even if it's just like, you know what? I really like where the area that I'm from and I think that's where I want to live yeah I just think like oftentimes staying in the same place or staying in the same job or the same uh, I don't know hobby hobbies are cool though yeah (laughs) hobby you have to keep Um, growing but like staying the same things for years on end or months on end for some people like at a certain point you get everything you can out of something absolutely and I think that's when people start getting anxious and depressed and just, like, not as happy as they could be. And oftentimes, the times where I've taken kind of scary steps where that made me uncomfortable absolutely are, like, the most rewarding things and make me really proud of what I've done. And we're also, like, super fun. Like, I even growing up, I switched... 
I switched schools in like elementary, middle school, but I did have some friends come along with me there. But then I switched, I went to a high school where I didn't know anyone, which was terrifying at first. And also Mm -hmm. I was super awkward. And like, (laughs) that was the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. But like, my high school was amazing. Like it ended up being a great decision. And then going to Oregon for freshman year was like another story in and of itself, but transferring to Chapman where I didn't know anyone, also super scary. Going study abroad where I didn't know anyone, super scary. Being a camp counselor, I remember driving to camp and driving up the mountain and being like, what am I doing? Like I'm driving Mm -hmm. to the mountains for like, for what was it? Like 10 weeks or something like that. I'm not gonna have my phone or any electronics a whole ton and I don't know anyone up here like I'm going to the woods and I yeah. don't know anyone I just remember thinking like what the heck yeah and like you always end up making friends and meeting people and doing things you never thought you would do mm-hmm. and those those times have made me like the happiest yeah because you're like look what I did <laughs> and that's literally all life is like like Mel said at the beginning, we're just floating on a rock, right? <laughs> what is life if not to like take risks and put yourself a little outside of your comfort zone to like experience new things and yeah. what the world has to offer? Yeah. And I think growing up where I did mm-hmm. taught me a lot of that just because everyone was so ambitious. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's actually, that's a perfect way for me to like segue into my final thoughts. Go for it. Ready. Um, my final thought on this entire subject is... Your hometown, like we've said, is so important. It shapes you in so many ways, but I do, it does not define you. Um, and I think it's really important to appreciate your hometown and like remember where you came from and stay humble and grounded. But at the same time, like I think the best thing you can do in your life is to grow out of that and grow past it and beyond it. Whether you're from, you know, maybe if you're from like a big city, this doesn't apply to you, but like being from a suburb of Chicago, like I don't want to be in this box. I never wanted to be in this box where mm-hmm. that's what I ha- where I had to live and where I had to be forever. Yeah. And the best choice I ever made in my life was going to Chapman. Like yeah. 1000% because m- even my dad says this to me all the time. He said it to me on my graduation day. Like both my parents, my, but I'll speak from my dad's perspective because he's the one that said this. My dad was like, I've never in my life been more scared than when you decided to go to college halfway across the country because Mm -hmm. you were a completely different person like the coolest thing ever for me was visiting you three months into your freshman year and already seeing like how much you had come out of your shell and grown and changed and become this badass person who took on this like really scary transition in a way that I never would have predicted you to do it and I was so proud of you yeah and I was like fuck that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me that's all you can hope for like your kid right like now yeah. i'm thinking about my like future kid yeah <laughs> like i hope they're successful in what they do yeah i think too um i want to shout out because i think this is a really great example my friend kelly our friend mm-hmm. kelly yeah um she uh, is going to grad school and when she was applying to grad school has gotten to a few right near where we went to undergrad mm-hmm. and she always brings this up I didn't realize it had that much of an effect on her but mm-hmm. I love the story yeah how she was like where, where should I go you know I have the option to go to this school that's kind of farther away or stay here and like if I stay here I can still see you and I can still see like all these friends and like it would be great mm-hmm. and I guess I said to her <laughs> she remembers this better than I do but like I actually remember her telling this story in, in uh 
She's Palm Springs. So cute. Yeah. Or wherever we were. Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. <laughs> thank you. Words. Um, and I guess I said something like, you know, we're all going to graduate and like, you're still going to be here if you stay here. Right. Like she wanted to go to the school farther away, but I, th- but it was scarier. Right. Yeah. And, um, I was like, you got to go do your own thing. So if you just stay here, it's going to be the same thing. Right. Yeah. And then like people are going to go do their own thing and you're still going to be here finishing grad school. Mm-hmm. And she ended up going to the school farther away. And like, she is doing so many amazing things. She's killing it. She's so cool. Shout out Kelly. Really, <laughs> and like, and had she not taken that risk, which was really scary because she didn't know anyone at the school where she was going to. And it was definitely farther away than she was before. And like, it was totally out of her comfort zone. Like Mm -hmm. she wouldn't be reaping the benefits she is now. And like, she's doing some very cool things. Don't put yourself in a box. Don't do it. (laughs) Like I, that's the thing. Like you spend, you know, 18 years theoretically in your hometown and you become this person. And it's like, college is great because you get to step out of that and like, for me, it was like, oh, I get to be who I actually am now yeah. rather than what people have come to think of me as. Even in my own family, clearly, like the perception my parents had of me yeah. like wasn't accurate for think, who the person I had become. And they couldn't see that until I was in a different setting and they got to be like, oh, this is like who you really are as a person. That's a really interesting way of putting it, too, because I've never thought about it that way, that like a lot of people find themselves in college, probably because... Um, I think growing up, people are always like, oh, it's a fresh, like, whether you're switching schools in college or, like, beforehand, just Mm -hmm. growing up, people are like, oh, it's a fresh start, clean slate, like, I can be whoever I want to be, and odds are, like, you're not going to go from, like, one thing to the extreme other, that's just not how it works, because you're you, Mm -hmm. but those subtle changes, like, um, yeah, you become more you in college, I think, because you have the opportunity to find those little nuances. Like, you're and not going to become a completely different person, but you're yeah. going to grow. It's like night and day. A hundred percent, you'll grow. And it's it's just really interesting because I'm sure if I asked any one of my friends from home, they would say that I've changed a lot. And I'm sure I have in some ways, and everybody changes in college and grows <laughs> in positive ways. I don't mean in negative ways. But, like, I'm very different than I was at 18. Totally. Like, I'm a completely a different person. Um, and part of that's just learning and growing. And part of it is just, like, hometowns are great because they, like, foster you, hopefully, with <laughs> love and, like, push you out into the real world. But, like, being able to step out of that box of mm-hmm. what you were and become who you're going to be is just, like... Oh, and you bring your perspective feeling. to the rest of the world. Yeah, but you have to hold those lessons and those things that you've yeah. learned from your whole hometown with you, but in a positive way. <laughs> okay, so my final thoughts. I don't really know what my final thoughts are. <laughs> I <laughs> guess I kind of said them right there, but... We prepared. Um, <laughs> um, but I just think... I kind of like what I just said, actually. Like, take the... It's really important to... Um, you know, maybe get out of your hometown or meet, if you're going to stay in your hometown, like meet new people, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're going to have the room to grow into who you are and, um, meet new people from different areas. And you're going to realize that some of those traits are ones that you want to adopt, but also like take the things that you learned. Um, and even if things were negative in certain aspects, like if there was drama or if there was pressure or whatever else, like, which uh, there always is, right? Like, Mm -hmm. How can you make those into positive lessons, right? Because you don't have to just look back on your hometown and be like, some people hate their hometowns, right? You can yeah, make it I, into a positive. It sounds thing. like I hate my hometown and I really no, don't. I actually love my hometown. But but um, I just think wherever you're from, they're very universal lessons. Yes. And um, yeah, I think I said everything I wanted to say. 
we just wanted to share some thoughts thanks with for you. coming home with us yeah thanks for oh that was cute <laughs> These are just things you can keep in mind as you might be traveling back to your hometown yeah, in the next few totally. weeks. Um, and, you know, maybe start paying attention to those things. I hope everyone has fun. Yes. Enjoy your holiday shenanigans, whatever um, they may be, whatever you celebrate. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. New Year's. New Year's. <laughs> um, can I just say, shout out to everyone, all of our listeners, I guess. <laughs> you horny motherfuckers. <laughs> The only episodes that we have, well, okay, the highest rated episodes are our first, or like listen to episodes, are is our first episode naturally because it's our first episode. Yeah. Second most listened to is our hookup culture episode oh <laughs> by God. like a large margin. Yeah. Well, like the ins, uh, the fact that it was so instantaneous. How yeah. Many yeah. Everyone. Got. Like normally they'll all even out to about grow. the same place except for the first one, but. You this guys, one just rocketed right up to where the other ones are after We didn't like even spill weeks. a lot of tea. Wait till we do that. Yeah. Wait until the breakups episode. <laughs> we have so much I to think say. we reference that in every episode. We're like, wait till the breakups episode. We're just saving it. We're saving it for season two, probably. We'll um, hit you with that one there. Also, update. Harry's song was good. Go listen to it. Yeah. Uh, what else Follow is there to us. update? Well, my Instagram is Melanie D'Andrea. Mine's Niagin. Uh, if anybody knows how to navigate dating apps, let me fucking know, because I've been trying to figure that out what? in the last two weeks, and I don't understand. We'll do an episode on that. Yeah. Maybe that should have been part of our hookup culture episode. We didn't even really no, talk we can, about we talked. Apps. That episode was already really long. We can do a whole dating Good point, episode. Yeah. <laughs> dating apps are... I So, this is unrelated, and I'm going to save it for a later date, but basically, I don't understand dating apps, so if you do... DM me because how the frick do they work? I don't, I don't think anyone's ever been like, yeah, I love dating apps and I know exactly how they work. Okay, no fair. One's gonna because DM us. being on a dating app makes me genuinely wonder how anyone has ever even found a relationship from one. Like, it's torture. Maybe preview for next week. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows what we're going to talk about next. But anyways, also follow us at what your 20s are for on Instagram. Um, and send us some fire tweets if you have them. Maybe we'll read your tweet. Send us your Spotify wrapped, please. <laughs> Okay, good night, goodbye. Good night. <laughs> Bye.